Welcome to the Heartbreak to Happiness Show with Sarah Davison. If you're struggling with a breakup and you feel shocked, angry, betrayed, devastated, or sad and alone, then this podcast is for you. Best-selling author and award-winning host, Sarah Davison, shares how you too can get on with your life to heal, grow, and move from heartbreak to happiness. Here's your host, Sarah Davison. Welcome back to the show. And today you're joining me for an episode taken from my live breakup recovery retreat webinar. Now, I wanted to put this on for you to give you a massive boost, also to give you momentum to move forwards. For those of you that listen to my podcast, Heartbreak Happiness, you'll know I'm always talking about we control the remote control to our brain. So for those of you who are heartbroken, if you're heartbroken right now, I'm going to give you some some tips. Some people here are saying it's very close between heartbreak and single parenting. Yeah, loneliness and the idea that I would have been misrepresented by my ex, as May says. Just Bob for divorce today, feeling crappy. Well, you're in the right place, Jill. You're in the right place. Okay, so what else have we got? Having to keep weekly contact due to the other parent having contact with a toddler. Yeah, that can be really difficult, especially if it was a toxic relationship or your ex is moving on a lot quicker than you. Obviously, that can be really hard too, right? Given that, I want to today give you as many tools as I can to help you wherever you are in the process. So let's start with heartbreak. I know a lot of you you are going through a really tough time right now with your breakup, and that's normal, Okay. Unfortunately, and I don't know if you know this, but divorce is known as the second most traumatic life experience we go through after death of a loved one. The second most. So that's that's big, right? I mean, it is really a traumatic event that we go through. So, of course, there's going to be a roller coaster of different emotions you go through. But remember, if you were on at the beginning, where I was talking about we control the remote control to our brain. OK, we control that. Now, I know we're not born with a manual, are we? So we're not sure, like, okay, well, okay, but how? And quite often we learn coping strategies. We learn how to manage situations um, from watching maybe our parents or people around us, maybe people at school, teachers, other people that influence our lives. We learn what to do and sometimes what not to do, right? So we've picked these strategies up unconsciously, but we're left running them. So have a think about those things, guys. What is it that you do right now? So if you're, some of you I know are feeling heartbroken and we'll come on to trusting again in a moment, but if you're heartbroken, there are certain things that you can do to dial down the heartbreak. Okay, I'm going to share them with you now because I want you to get these and I want you to go out there and test them today. Okay, because I promise, that, promise you these make a massive difference and they work immediately. No counselling for years. This is going to work today, Okay. But you've got to commit and you've got to at least try them. OK, so first of all, heartbreak. Now, I think it's mainly women on here. I'm looking so there are there are some men, but not many. So a lot of us women generalizing, but we talk a lot about our breakups, don't we? So maybe who's done this before? Put a why in the bottom. If maybe you go to the hairdresser and they say, well, how's your day? And then you tell them, oh, oh, my goodness, this has happened. Yeah, maybe like, yeah, this has happened and this has happened. And then maybe you go and see a friend you haven't seen for a while. So then they get the next installment, yeah, as someone's saying, yeah. And then, you know, then you go somewhere else and then you tell the story again because, well, you haven't seen them for a while. And then maybe even people you see a lot, they need the next installment. We're like constantly living in a EastEnders TV drama, right? Well, what's the next installment? But what does that mean? 
what does that mean? Well, what that means is that we're reliving the pain because our brain doesn't know the difference between going through that story right now as if it's happening right now or it happening in the past. So what it's doing every time you're telling your story, it's reconnecting you with that pain. So what we want to do is stop telling our sad story. Now, that's the challenge, okay? Because you can't just stop doing something unless we replace it with something else. So we have to consciously think of something else we can talk about because people are going to want to be good friends to you. Or they might just be curious, okay? But whatever their motivation is, they're going to ask, so what's happening now? And that might be how your friends think is, is the best way to show up and support you by asking you, what's going on now for you? Are you okay? What, what's he done or what's she done now? So they're doing the best thing for you, but by you answering and going back into that loop, do you see how that can keep you stuck and relive the pain? Because your body will be going, oh yeah, well at this point, I know how this feels. I get really upset. Or maybe I get like heart palpitations. Maybe I feel a bit sick or maybe I cry. So you go back and you're re-anchoring to all those negative emotions. So we want to stop that and change that for something else. So when our friends come to us and say, so how's it going? You can go, well, you know what? What I'm going to do is I'm going to, and then you share with them something that you're planning in the future. Okay. Something you're going to do differently. Even if it's, look, I've realized that every time I tell my story, it makes me sad. And you know what? I don't want to look to the past anymore. I'm going to start looking on, on the future. So I'm launching a project called, you know, um, whatever your name is. So Sara Future or whatever, Sara Project. And I invite you to help me think of some things that could go on my breakup bucket list. Breakup bucket list, guys, is a fabulous thing. If you haven't done one yet, get to it. Okay. This is a list of everything you can do now that you couldn't do when you were in your relationship. Now, for me, I wasn't allowed to have bright colored nail varnish. And if any of you watch my videos, you'll see that every single day now I have bright colored nail varnish because I love it. And it was something I loved before I got into my toxic relationship. And it's something that I still love during, but it wasn't okay to do it. So, you know, those of you that have been in toxic relationships will know we make compromises, which then become sacrifices and are quite difficult to get out of. So a breakup bucket list can be painting your nails pink, but it could also be learning a new skill or spending time with friends you haven't spent much time with maybe your ex didn't really like them or they were too far away maybe going on a trip somewhere they would never have liked to go maybe just cooking different food that you actually really like but you couldn't have done because your ex didn't like it so you know think of things for your breakup bucket list that you can do now and get your friends in on this project so now when you connect with friends you're asking them right I need to move forward rather than updating them on everything that's happened in the past do you see the difference because what we focus on is what we're going to see more of now who here input a why in the chat if any of you have ever thought about something for example let's let's do a game right so what i want you to do is look around the room you're in now and notice everything that's green okay look around the room what's green okay i'm gonna give you 10 seconds what's green what's green what's green is there anything over there? Anything over there? Okay, okay. Right, now stop. Now, without looking, tell me everything in the room that's blue. Now, because we focus on what's green, we filter out the other stuff. You might be able to come up with a few things, but you won't have as many as you did with your list of green, right? And that's what I mean about focus. What you focus on is what you're going to see more of in life. So if you're focusing on telling your sad story, and that's not to take away from how sad your story is, guys, because I know it's sad. I've been there. I've done that. 
ugly crying on the bathroom floor and the heartbreak and the not knowing what's coming next that heartbreak or that pain of that ending whether it's heartbreak just because of the loss of your life or heartbreak because you're scared of what's to come or whether because you're still in love with your ex in some form whether that's an addictive kind of love or just a or a real heartbreak you know that is devastating but if we're focusing on that all the time that's going to keep us stuck so that's one of the tools to dial down well a few of them to dial down the pain from being heartbroken and enable you to start moving forward and the good thing is you get to recruit your own friends in to help you move forward now i've just seen in the chat there that somebody said uh sharon said she keeps it to herself she doesn't overshare which is is another you know that again in itself can be difficult because if people don't know what's going on for you then they can't show up to support you necessarily and also stuffing down emotions stuffing down feelings means it's still there so you're dragging that forward we have to process it we have to go through the processing so there is um, a, um another tool that i'll share with you here which is called the loss cycle which we all go through it's the same i don't know if anyone here has ever lost a loved one that that grieving process it's very set very very similar like i said at the beginning it is uh divorce is known as the second most traumatic life experience we go through after death of a loved one and i've been in, on the radio recently where we were debating actually is it more difficult because in some cases when you still love your ex and they're moving on with somebody else that's got another double-edged sword there of having to watch them be happy and move on you being on your own so again you know there's a debate there but the lost cycle is important if you're going through a breakup right now because it gives you clarity now when you're in the midst of a breakup there's little clarity right it's overwhelmed it's all a bit of a mess there's so much going on but what I want to give you now is, and if you've got a pen and a piece of paper, take notes, guys, this is going to really help you. It's called the lost cycle. And it's going to show you your path from where you've been and where's yet to go. Because whether we like it or not, unfortunately, there is no magic one take away all the pain. I can definitely help you. And my coaches can definitely help you dial down that pain. But clarity gives you power because you start to disassociate a bit just from the overwhelm and see specifically where you are where you've been and where you've yet to go. So there's five stages in the lost cycle. And maybe, um, Jenny, if you don't mind, just popping them in the chat as we go. So the first stage is denial. So this is where you stick your head in the sand and you're like, it's not happening. Did anyone do that? <laughs> I had a client who actually, she, I think I wrote about it in my book, Uncoupling, actually, if you've read it. She had a situation where she found um, her ex came back from a night out and, you know, classic story. She found a receipt in his jacket pocket, but it wasn't a bar bill. It was uh, a receipt for Anne Summers. Now, Anne Summers is, uh, for those of you who don't know, is, a, is an underwear, like a lingerie, like a sexy underwear shop. OK, and she was a bit surprised because she was more of a. M&S girl, I suppose, rather than a Nat Summers girl. So she was like, mm, okay. But it was coming up to Christmas and she thought, well, maybe he's bought me a Christmas gift early. Again, in her heart, her instinct was going, he doesn't really plan ahead, especially like four weeks ahead. So mm, unlikely, but so anyway, she didn't say anything. So she just carried on as normal. She didn't even tell her friends. So that's really, really tough. Okay. So she kept it in, didn't process it. And then, and then, it, Christmas came and went and guess what she didn't get the underwear 
bit like in Love Actually. Remember you seen that where she saw she, she knew he had a necklace and he didn't give it to her. Um, and then her birthday wasn't far after. So instead of thinking, I've got to face up to reality here, she denied it again. She said, well, maybe he forgot and he's going to give it to me for my birthday. Anyway, that never happened. But she never even spoke to anyone about it, which Sharon, I think the name was, is really normal because it's a way of us protecting ourselves. It's almost like when we speak it out loud, it makes it more real. And when you're not ready to face that, when you're not really emotionally sturdy enough to open that up, sometimes our body says no. Our body says no, no, no. And so it, we don't talk about it and we don't connect with other people. Okay. But when we do, we start to process those emotions. So denial is the first stage. Then we go to anger. And this is where the curve increases. So there's more energy. There's more, more passion here as you get more angry. Now, some of you, I don't know if any of you like me, I don't really do angry very often. And even when my ex left me, I, I didn't really get angry. But my dad was going, will you get bloody angry? I was like, oh God, I'm just so sad and more frustrated and more stressed, right? So have a look at yourself, right? Because some of us have different ways. Some of us go to rage really easily, vent it out and can move on. Others of us can't do that as easy. Well, sometimes the rage, you get stuck in the rage. So we all have our different, very personalized way of doing things, okay? So we really want to get clarity. So in order to help yourself move through these things, then you need to identify specifically what your personal patterns are. Because you might be someone that does get angry pretty pretty quickly, whereas I'm not. So again, we need to really identify what that is for you so that we can help you manage that, okay? So getting clarity on our behavior. So moving it from unconscious to conscious is really, really um, important to empower you to get to know who you are right now. To get to know who you are coming out of that relationship, which will help you with that um, on the pole, fear of the future. If you start to rediscover who you are and really deep dive and use this as an opportunity to learn about yourself, what makes you angry? What makes you happy? Those kind of things. And that's going to really open up how your life moves forward. So that second stage is anger, whatever that shows up for you. The third stage is bargaining. Now, bargaining is where you will do anything to stay with the status quo as you know it. So, you know, maybe, for example, you tried to save your relationship by being the perfect wife or being the perfect husband. So you start cooking dinner and you start wearing more makeup and you start making an effort. We start going to the gym. We start doing things to keep the relationship because as human beings, we don't like change as a rule. We're not comfortable with change. So ironically, we'll even prefer to stay with a situation that we know is painful that we know hurts us when we know we feel rejected or unloved or or you don't love them as much and you're not happy whatever the reason we're happy to stay because we don't know what that looks like and if we don't know what that looks like we're just going to stay here and I'm interested actually guys and, and and you know in the chat just let me know does the future for those of you especially who put fear of the future as your answer for the poll does the future look like a blank canvas or is it more of a black hole? I want to know because I can help you with those things. Okay. If you're stuck and you're scared of the future, does it look like a blank canvas or a black hole? Okay. Because if it's a, if it's a black hole, we need to start shining some light in there. 
And if it's a blank canvas, we need to throw as much color on there as possible. And that's what coaching with us does, by the way, guys. This is how we work. This is how I train my coaches to do this. But yeah. So and that's normal. That's really normal. As you can see, black hole, black hole, black canvas, black canvas, black hole. Like you're all in the same situation. You're not alone. This is really normal. But again, by getting more clarity about how things are for you, it's going to empower you, take your control back and start moving forward. So yes, yeah, so phase one, denial. Phase two, anger. Phase three, bargaining. Phase four, now this is, this is everyone goes through this. It's phase four is depression. And that's where it's like dips down. So the curve goes up to the anger and then comes down. And then you've got, thanks, Jenny, she's writing it there. So you've got, de you've got depression at the bottom. And that's where your energy's low. Maybe you're all cried out this stage, but you're just low. Are you struggling to cope with your breakup or divorce? Are you feeling devastated, heartbroken, sad and anxious? If so, please know that you are not alone and there is help available. Sarah Davison, best known as the Divorce Coach, and her team of accredited coaches are here to offer you the support and guidance you need to navigate all areas of your breakup, take back your control, and start feeling happy again. Sarah will show you how to dial down those controlling negative emotions, unhook from your ex, get back in the driving seat of your life and design a future you are excited to live. Sarah has a range of solutions to support any breakup, including free guides, one-to-one -one coaching, her Heartbreak to Happiness virtual retreats, live retreats, and you can even train to be a breakup and divorce coach with Sarah too. Visit www.saradavison.com today and start to feel happy again. Now, one of the things I see a lot in my coaching clinic with my clients is they'll say, well, I've been to the GP and the doctor and I'm depressed. Of course, you're bloody depressed. <laughs> OK, <laughs> you've just met up with someone that you really cared about. And even if they weren't particularly kind to you, your lives were entwined. So it's going to be a difficult time in your life. So it is normal to go through the depression. The important thing, guys, and I really want you to get this, the important thing is that it's not forever. It is part of the process. It's part of the grieving process of losing that loved one in order you have to grieve it to let it go to move forward. Okay? If you don't go through that, you're not going to heal. But it certainly doesn't have to last forever. It is a finite period of time. You go in and you come back up the curve. If you find you're getting stuck there, it's because, again, of the, either the blank canvas or probably more of the black hole. OK. And so that's where where we can help you power through that. And I'm going to give you the tools, some of them today to, to help you. But be just be aware that that depression curve is normal. There's nothing wrong with you. There'd be something wrong with you if you weren't upset. <laughs> OK, so it's OK to be sad. It's OK to cry. But we're going to have to give you tools to pull yourself back out. Okay, because we want you to feel that pain because you've got to let it out. But when you feel the lows, it enables you to feel the highs. Okay, and you will get there. So that's the lowest part of the curve. And then we come back up to what's known as the fifth and final stage, which is acceptance. And that's where you've taken the rose tinted glasses off 
and you're seeing it warts and all the relationship saying right i don't want it back or i know it's probably not going to come back so i'm where i am i've accepted it and now it's time to move on but that's where a lot of my clients hit a wall and that's where a lot of people get stuck and from acceptance it's very easy to slide back down slide back down maybe to depression maybe back to anger you know oscillating around it's not you know you don't work through all in sequence and then out the other side unfortunately some people do and if you're working with a coach or someone who can power you through but it's very normal to slide up and down until you get the clarity of right okay i've got to acceptance i now need to power through and that's what this is about today this is giving you tools to help you power through because january is a, a tough month if you're in the uk which most of you are i know we've got someone in croatia and other places too but it's dark it's gray the nights come in very early by 4 30 it's dark it can be a little bit sad and depressing at times right so again if you're going through a breakup plus you put all the anxiety with the pandemic and the rules or the not rules or whatever's going on so there's so much confusion so much uncertainty that we've got to layer that on top of the breakup as well no wonder this is tough okay but the good news is there are lots of things you can do to power through to start shining a light into that black hole and start throwing color on that canvas okay it's really really important though that you make a note of this you have to step up it comes from you you have a decision to make and i know a lot of you have already made it which is why you're on this call today but it gets to a point where this life is your responsibility and i know when we get married we make our vows and but ultimately the only person responsible for you is you okay so at this point we have to start taking our control back every time you blame your ex every time you say well i can't do that because every time you do that you're giving your power away and you might be justified they might have done so many horrible things to you that of course your self-confidence is low your self-esteem is low you you've lost your mojo your sparkle of course but it gets to that turning point where you have the choice you either step up and you do something about it or you stay where you are now if you stay where you are you're dragging this forward with you every step of the way okay and you've got almost like a gray cloud over you now i know with toxic exes slightly different because post-separation abuse is often worse than actually the abuse you suffer in a relationship so i get that and that's why i've invited natalie page on because she's gonna help me deep dive into this because i i get it i've been there i know okay but you can still do it okay you can still do this even if you're coming out of a toxic relationship so the thing is you have to step up and make a decision either you carry on dragging this with you or you step up and you do things differently it's not always going to be easy sometimes you're going to have to push yourself out of your comfort zone and you're going to say ah i know sarah said i should write my breakup bucket list or do five star jumps or do something different right now but i just want to get into bed and pull the duvet over my head and eat crisps i know that's going to happen but i want you to be consciously aware of it so when it happens you can then make a choice and what we want to do is put some things in the place for you so that you can change the things you're doing okay in order to move through this and come out the other side to throw the color on the blank canvas or to to shine the light into the black hole whatever it is for you it's going to take some action from you 
Okay. Now, small steps is the way forward. Small steps. So working out what you enjoy, what you love, what lights you up. Sometimes it's going to be hard. Who knows what they enjoy? If you've got things that you enjoy, pop them in the chat. Is there anything that you'd like to do more of in your life right now? For this year, 2022, what would you like to do more of? Let's have a look. Uh, Hayley says, make your future more exciting than the past. Yeah. Spend time focusing on you and not looking back. Absolutely. <laughs> I call Angelina says, I call my ex the was band. It has helped me. <laughs> I love it. Now, again, I have a top tip for your ex's name, right? So exes, their names, they like names carry so much emotion, don't they? I don't know if you've ever then bumped into somebody else, you meet someone new and they've got the same name as your ex. It just makes you sick. You think, I can't even speak to you. I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a normal reaction in a lot of cases, unless you have a, an amicable re relationship with your ex, which is great if you do. But a lot of us find that a little bit hard. Okay. And we certainly never want to date someone with the same name as your ex. But again, there's so much emotion attached to a name. So the trick here is, especially if you're going through a, a divorce process, if it's, uh, if it's been very difficult, again, this really works. Instead of using your ex's name, so say first name is Robert or Rachel, okay? So the name begins with R. Instead of calling them Robert or Rachel, we only refer to them by their first initial. Okay, so R. But it's not capital R. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a teeny weeny little R. OK, so whether you're talking, whether you're typing or texting, whatever it is, you just use their first initial lowercase and you get your lawyers to do the same because there's nothing worse than getting a, an email with their name in it. It just hits you. Right. So small letters, small letters. And what this does is it actually shrinks their significance in your life. OK, again, it's a, it's a tool that can dial down some of those negative emotions and if you can dial them down from, say, 10 out of 10 to even a 7 or an 8 out of 10, that frees you up to feel so much better. OK, it makes such a big difference. You'll be able to do things that you couldn't do before. So it's not huge leaps in the first few weeks. It's small steps. But small steps over, say, four or five weeks is a huge leap forward. So try some of these tools. Go out and try some of these tools. OK, are we want you to, to embrace them, test them out and see how they work for you. Get your friends in on it too, okay? Let's see what's going on here. What do you like doing? Um, dancing in the kitchen. Yay, travel. Um, yes, yeah, someone else. Oh, yes, Jenny's saying about using the small letters. Yes, I love my open water swimming. Oh, yeah, I love that too. Eating healthier foods and horse riding, Suzanne says. Yes, lovely. Uh, that's a good idea, Jenny. Yes, everyone likes that idea. Salsa dancing, exercise. Uh, you know, I know a lot of you might be thinking, I'm too overwhelmed to do exercise. And I'm with you. If you're in the throes at the beginning, you're in fight or flight anyway. So hardcore exercise may trigger worse emotions in some cases, okay? But we've got to get you moving. We've got to get you out because, again, it dials down those negative emotions. And it frees you up. The stronger your body is, the healthier your body it is, the better decisions you're going to make. And let's face it, when you're going through a divorce, you're going to be making a lot of serious decisions for the, your future, right? 
So if you're in overwhelm and panic all the time and you're staying in, you're not getting any sunlight or fresh air, that's going to have an impact. So, okay, you may not be a gym bunny, but if you could just go for a walk, even around the block for 20 minutes, that will make a difference. So start small. Start small and build it up. Yeah, you might find that you fall in love with swimming again or that, you know, you want to go salsa dancing. Find a friend that salsa dances. We've got one here who's salsa dancing here. Liron, she salsa dances. So you see, there's other, find other people that want to do the same things as you or just go try it. Self-care and focus on oneself, Lamisha says. That's a great one. Now, self-care, what I've discovered with my clients is that self-care can be quite tough. Because if you've been in a relationship where you've been looking after your partner or you know, maybe you're a mum or you know, maybe you're working and, and you're doing all these different things, right? Or maybe you're a dad, it's constant looking after other people. So when it comes to self-care, the challenge is it can feel, instead of self-care, it can feel selfish. And it's not selfish. And this is the way I show my clients to turn it around. Because they're like, well, if I take time out to go and have a massage or to go for a long walk, it means I'm not doing this, this and this, which might help other people. The challenge is if you're not okay, then you're not going to be at your best to help other people. And if you want to be at your best to help other people, to show up for your kids, to show them how to cope when tough things happen, then you've got to be okay for you. So actually, it's selfish not to do self-care, okay? We want to flip it around in our, in our heads because you won't be able to show up as well for others if you're not looking after yourself. It's like the old thing on the plane, you know, and they say, put your mask on you before you help your kids. It feels uncomfortable, doesn't it? You're thinking, oh my God, no, I want to help my kid first. But actually, if you're not okay, then you can't help your kid. So this is, this is the same thing. We need to look after ourselves. So again, it's really for the color on the canvas or shining the light in the black hole. Let's identify what that is for you. What is self-care? For some of you, it might be just a bath with some bubbles and a glass of red wine. Susan's nodding away there. But for others of us, it might be, it might be something like going out for a drink with a friend that likes to go dancing to two in the morning. It really doesn't matter. But whatever it is for you, we've got to tap into that. So to writing a list, guys, of what it is for you, writing it down, but not just doing that. We've then got to plan it. Who do you need to speak to to make that a reality? Who do you need to say, right, guys, I'm doing this. Hold me accountable because I'm going to spend more time with this person. I'm going to book the travel. I'm going to the theatre. Theatre trips, I love them. But which theatre trip? The play that goes wrong is the last one I saw. That's so funny. If you want to go for a laugh, you will laugh nonstop. It's actually a really good one. There's the play that goes wrong, I think it's called. Um, and it's showing in London at the moment. It's absolutely hilarious. So if you want to go and do something that makes you laugh, then say to a friend, right, I'm going to get tickets for this. You're coming with me. I promise you, you will laugh. It's hilarious. Start a business. Somebody says, yes, I like that idea. Going away on trips uh let's have a look what else uh this strategy is a game changer this really works <laughs> i call my ex daz as he always hated if everyone called if anyone called him that look that's good but okay i'm gonna just throw it out there you're still engaging energetically with him on that what i want is them to become neutral just like zap them to nothing so you know you don't want that negative intensity attached to anything okay you, you don't you want to just 
have them as neutral in your life because if you're exchanging you know and it comes up asshole on the phone you know i've got clients so look that's what i have again you're connecting with that negativity and it's smacking you in the face every time it just comes up little r or whatever it is it just makes a difference right it just helps you dial down i want you to be back in control i don't want you to think about that so much anymore and the beauty of having things you're planning like going to the theater or doing a trip or seeing some friends that you never really connected with for a long time because maybe you never had time before what that's going to do is throw some color on that canvas it's going to start to shine a light in the hole so you can see what it's going to look like you know if i start going out with friends it's not such a dark hole anymore because i get to hang out with that friend i don't haven't seen for a while or i'm going to go to the theater so i've got that planned in in two two months time so that's not so dark anymore Oh, okay. And then I'm going to take up salsa dancing. I'm going to book a regular class. So now there's a lot more light out there. It's not just, I don't know what happens there. I only know this. You're lighting this up. There's lots more options. There's lots more color on there. There's lots of light on there because it's going to help you get your sparkle back because there's all things that are going to help you. Okay. We need to plan to have some fun because fun is going to be the antidote to some of this pain. Unfortunately, we can't take it away. If you're in the middle of the divorce process, you're going to have to work your way through that. But you can get there and these things will speed it up. They will help you get through that acceptance into living the life you've always wanted to live. And I'm living proof that you can be so much happier. I may have the emotional scars. and I'm sure you, you guys do too, right? But they will not define me screw you watch this was my mantra during my divorce it's like screw you no way you're going to destroy me watch this right and then i rebuilt my life now for those of you who said i want to cover this um about being a single parent being a single parent can be very daunting okay it can be it just is when you've had shared responsibility and then it falls on you for the time that you have your child it can be very daunting but I tell you, it is one of the most amazing things. You, we have, there's another tool I use called Flip It. And it's basically where you find the good in things, even if it doesn't seem to be any good in it at all. So the question would be, so what is good about this? What is good about being a single parent? And one of my clients says to me, Sarah, there's nothing good. It's just stress and too much pressure. And I'm financially, it's a strain. And I'm, I know, but if there was one good thing, and you're focusing your mind on finding one good thing, the quality of your connection with your child, the ability to influence values and morals and beliefs while they're in your home, the way you want it, without having to compromise for anyone. You know, being the rock for your child, that you are the one there that they come to. There are so many benefits of being a single parent. Yes, the juggling act can be hard. But again, part of your plan is to build up your support team. Who is around you who can help you? You know, some of you might be lucky to have parents or friends that can help out. Others, you maybe, maybe not so much. But there are groups and support systems out there. So how can you tap into those? How can you find people where maybe you could say, look, I'll have your kid on a Friday. You have my kid on a Thursday. You know, it's about thinking outside the box. Again, taking your control back is really important. We don't want to be reliant on your ex. I know a lot of people will be having challenges. I see this in my DMs, especially on Instagram where their ex lets them down all the time with childcare. And actually, that can be really tough too. So how do you take your control back is a really empowering question in those scenarios. Not my ex is an arse. I mean, yes, they may well be, but that's not the question. 
the question to help you turn things around is what can I do right now that's going to make this easier or better for me? That's it for today's episode. For more information about my breakup recovery retreat, do head on over to saradavison.com and click on the breakup recovery retreat button that is on the homepage or follow me on Instagram, saradavison, divorce coach, to find out more too. And I look forward to you joining me on my next episode. That's it for today's episode of Heartbreak to Happiness. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to win a free ticket to one of Sara's virtual retreats. The retreats are a transformative combination of live webinars with Sara herself, coupled with empowering online video programs designed to help you cope better with your breakup and start feeling happy again. For more details, head on over to heartbreaktohappinesspodcast.com where you can also get a copy of Sara's free gift. Thank you and join us again on the next episode for another dose of Heartbreak to Happiness.